0: Welcome to the 90th episode of News Dump, brought to you by Summit Funding, where we run through the hottest topics in the Lewis County news scene and discuss. I'm local man Aaron Vantile, joined by Eric, the weakest editor in Chronicle history. Schwartz, still, still undefeated. Reigning champ. Reigning champion. And the big dog himself, as he referred to himself a few moments ago, Franklin Taylor. Yes. Franklin, you're back from your sabbatical. How are things? I'm
1: back. I feel bad for you guys. Are you guys recovered? From Chad holding you at gunpoint. Forcing you to be. Forcing you guys to have me on here. Yeah.
0: Um... Yeah, that was it terrifying. Wasn't, uh, it wasn't gunpoint, but he held my my meager paycheck up under his lighter, <laughs> his comically oversized lighter, and he was like, "Who's Ooh, coming on this week? Who's gonna be on?" I and knew
2: I we were in crying. trouble when Chad came to work today and you were riding on his shoulders. I was like, "This is gonna be a rough day." Well, for did the you podcast. see we pulled in
1: on the bike, the bike with the trailer in tow?
0: Well, the two of you, I you was walked in, the in with you on Chad's shoulders, and you had a you had a like a trench coat over the two of you, and together you were the size of Luke Kilgore. I and thought you, it was quite comical.
1: Well, the the best thing about that is stacked together we still didn't hit our heads on any doors I, nobody really thought he still like, makes an words. oddly
0: shaped but not oddly tall man
1: like hey, i like that guy
0: <laughs> oh boy uh, anyway uh it's uh it's tuesday i believe it's march 22nd and dear listeners eric schwartz has received your postcard <laughs> imploring him and his staff to be competent at their fucking jobs
2: Eric, who do you think wrote you this? Uh... No one wrote it. Is what the the great thing about this is is it was just a blank postcard. Like it had a message on it, clearly, um, but uh, the readers can't see it. Perhaps I could use a blurred out version on the Facebook page uh, to promote this podcast. Like we could go with it. It was it. a very artistic, very artistic bird. It had some really nice drawings on the on the borders, and it had the message, and it's in like really good like writing. It says, "I had a beautiful dream where you were all." Competent at your fucking jobs.
1: <laughs> if you don't read, if laugh, you don't, so
2: hard. If you don't read it, and you just look at the postcard. You're like, that is a beautiful postcard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, after uh, last week, Isabel's story about the white nationalists showing up in on Alaska, and uh, she received tons of hate from them via Twitter imagine that hate from the white nationalists I know who would have thought uh, they were they were very upset about being called white nationalists so what do you do when someone mislabels you a white nationalist you call them an effing Jew and that's what they did to Isabel on Twitter and these other Gab I mean, Gab is a thing yeah. Dis- yeah Gab is like <laughs> <laughs> I, but I, just imagine the disconnect in your brain where you're mad at being called a white nationalist but you're calling the reporter that like anyways all that went through I wasn't a target of any of it Isabel handled it fine Um, but to receive this postcard it was dignified like Mm-hmm. It was good. It was so it was, good. You
0: know, it was. That, things are back
2: to normal. It was. That's it was how you great. get a message <laughs> <normal> to Eric. <laughs>
0: yeah, you you send him a beautiful postcard questioning his competence. I've now
2: I've now added it. It's right next to the entrance to my office. It will stay there in perpetuity. If anyone wants to see it themselves, it's, it's gonna a, collect some dust. It's beautiful, and I'm not even I'm not even joking. It was a really great postcard to receive.
0: It, it was quite funny. I saw you posted it on Facebook, and I thought it was great. It had a postmark
2: from San Diego too. So it's been. It was well traveled.
0: Somebody did. That their homework and mm-hmm. making sure you couldn't find out where it had come from because <laughs> if they had just dropped it in like
2: a centralia mailbox if they would s- surely if they would come forward they would automatically be the podcast hero of the week wow that's that's how much i appreciated it certainly we'll have an answer within moments <laughs> as Let's, we are live you- <laughs> Uh, do you guys want to jump into news, or do you have anything else you want to cover in the... Uh... It's uh, 62 degrees as of 4 p.m. It's the hottest day of the year, and we're all... We were discussing, waiting for that great harbinger of Lewis County summers, the, the shirt burglar. It's going to be out there snatching shirts. Well, Franklin was mentioning before the podcast that
0: there was no mention of Centralia Man in the show notes, and I would like to... You know, just kind of squeeze him in right here. Oh, yeah. Here. Centralia spot. Man will be out. It's in a in jeans and boots and no shirt, walking down Pearl or Tower. Probably both.
2: Mm-hmm. He's got places to go, and then he's got to get back. He's going to be all over the place. You'll see him. Centralia Man will be back. The, the the kicker, though, is how low the pants are hanging will tell you how long the summer's going to be. It's like the groundhog, you know, mm-hmm. for groundhog day. You, had, you got two inches of uh, jockeys showing, then... <laughs> We're in for a long one, folks. It's going to be a good summer. The butt's hanging out. Yeah, you better prepare for wildfires. It's going
0: to be a yeah. lot of golf. <laughs> All right, our first news item this week, the Chamber of Commerce has a new executive director. They had their annual banquet Banquet. pledge banquet, banquet as its new executive director a few months after the departure of Alicia Fox. They also announced Providence Health Systems as their business of the year. Uh, Cynthia Mudge grew up in Seattle, but after she was grown, her parents bought a farm in Lewis County and her and her sister now live there. Um, they spent the rest of their lives in the community. Um, yeah, I, uh, Cynthia Mudge. What what do we know? What's the dossier, folks? Ooh, ooh,
2: there's not a whole lot of the dossier. We we a uh, mystery director. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, not a mystery at all. Uh, reporter Daniel Warren covered the banquet, and it was kind of coverage of the entire banquet, and this was just kind of a section of it. So I've asked him to go reach out and put together a full profile, so we can answer the question: Who is this Cynthia Mudge? Yeah, uh, you mentioned Daniel Warren covering this.
0: I thought he did a nice job as far as covering it like a society event. Yeah, that's what I thought. He mentioned tickets for this deal were $50 a pop. There was a raffle for a TV and a chainsaw. Um, Do you think the person that won the TV was like... Sidled up to the guy that won the chainsaw, I was like, "Hey, man, you wanna you wanna swap?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe." In Lewis County.
0: After all, he also mentioned that dinner was macaroni and cheese with gourmet and beef macaroni options. and cheese.
2: Gourmet macaroni and cheese. The food was awesome. He covered it like a true gossip gertie. I thought he did a nice job. I I agree. When I read it, I thought the same thing because normally we'll just go and do like one story on business of the year and another one if there's another award or something. But this, I felt like I was there. I wasn't able to attend this year, but I felt like I experienced it. We missed you. (laughs) I missed you as well. Were you there, Franklin? How was it, Franklin? I should ask.
1: It was a good time. There's a great turnout. Yeah, and I think everyone really enjoyed meeting Cynthia Mudge she got up and she gave a speech and I think everyone really enjoyed hearing her speak and she let every all the business owners know that her chamber members that she, they're going to be seeing her real soon
0: what was your impression of Cynthia Mudge? I nice. liked
1: her she's awesome Yeah, she's tall? short mm. mm-hmm
2: is that like a, yeah. what you're looking for like if you're on the selection committee like yeah like obviously you just tell your nope. fellow board members it's a, six no, foot or nothing she, she had a
1: fantastic opening when she got behind this, the microphone she was behind the podium and she said uh, can someone get me a stool yes I really am this short mm-hmm.
2: oh, all right. and I said that's awesome imagine you like, really appreciating a short person
1: I was like I should just follow her and stand by her for a while <laughs> <You just> got-
2: <laughs> get lots of pictures yeah
0: Uh, you ready for the next one Sure. Lewis County Board of Health fires health officers. Uh, this is where we once again remind you that the Board of Health is just the county commissioners after two spins to the left in their big chairs. Mm-hmm. We were also discussing off mic that perhaps Dr. Lindsay Pollack should, when she spins her chair twice to become a health officer, also get like a block to sit on so she's a little taller than the other two. Well, she's probably already taller than the other two. She is quite tall. We've discussed this previously. but L- Like a Mark Zuckerberg
2: cushion? The- But she's, she's, she's got a a background in medicine and she's a veterinarian. And so she should be a little higher is what you're saying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like she gets to like pull the lever on the chair and then ride it all the way to the top and then go (laughs) like that. And the other two have to pull on it and just sit. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the county's health officers are for the moment still Alan Melnick and Steve Krager. They both served as health officers for a handful of counties Lewis County brought them on after Rachel Wood, the old health officer, decided she'd had enough and stepped away. So this was at a meeting, what was this, last week? Uh Uh, Commissioner Sean Swope made the motion to get rid of these guys and Lee Grove seconded it. Swope said he made the decision to hire the two officers on the condition that the board could find good replacements within a year and the board, of which he is one third, is coming up on that deadline. His reasoning was that it'll be tough to hire a good local doctor if they already have a doctor in the position,
2: which is kind of a curious bit of reasoning. Could you explain this to me? I I don't know their exact reasoning, but it's pretty simple. And one way is just that they... um Swope particularly and also Gross it sounds like would like a local health officer and that's not a, a bizarre sentiment or anything. I'm yep. not defending the move. I don't know enough about it to do that. Are you like, saying you're not a doctor? I'm not a doctor. I know well that, that shouldn't
0: Shocker. eliminate you from
2: applying that this <laughs> position but we'll get to that in a moment. Go on. No but I, I totally understand the, the desire to have a local health officer who's a local doctor. That makes total sense to me because you understand the people here. The science shouldn't like vary you know like if somebody comes in and has (laughs) objective
0: science, sir you should leave (laughs) no
2: (laughs) anyways that makes sense you fool i actually thought it was weird when lewis county ended up hiring from outside the area but i don't know that they had a choice at the time um melnick is the clark county health officer as well and as you said represents other counties um so it seems like that's a lot of work if we can get a a local doctor who's uh, qualified that seems that seems wise
0: um yeah one thing that Popped out to me in that section of the story was the reasoning that it would be tough to bring somebody in if they had to constantly compare them during the hiring process to the existing health officer, Dr. Alan Melnick. Which I can see wanting somebody local, but if you already have somebody who you were gonna have trouble finding someone better than, then it kind of begs the question: Why are you doing this? But the local angle is
2: important. No, I get what you're saying as well. I I don't understand it but i also didn't that wasn't my takeaway from the story i understand it's in there i, I kind of took away they want a local doctor and yeah, it fair. takes 90 days via the contract so let's go ahead and do it now and then in three in the next three months hopefully we can find somebody
0: uh lindsey Pollock was the dissenting vote in this motion because she didn't want to not have someone hired in 90 days and fall under state control uh swope said he didn't think that would be an issue because he knows two doctors who will apply Lindsay Pollock then asked that they have a master's in public health, which is a requirement for the job. And he said, no. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: <laughs> it's just there's like, precedence <laughs> apparently in Yakima. I remember that as well. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I guess here's what, another point, I guess, is there's so much distrust and I'm not saying it's valid or it's invalid, but there's so much distrust in that segment of the government, the health department, um, particularly in conservative communities. So if you can improve that and not lower your standards at all, I would be in favor of that. Um, I don't know the big difference between having a doctorate and a master's in public health, like the difference, what you would know and not know and where that would put you. So I'm a little, you know, unequipped to have that argument, but it, you know, addressing the distrust rather than just telling them to trust would be a compelling argument for me.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: sure. Um, Brandon Svensson, mayor of Winlock
0: chimed in. Um, And I would like to point out there's probably only a 15% chance he is one of Swope's two presumptive candidates for the position. (laughs) Um, He had some takes. He liked the move. Um, I, I don't like that they're essentially turning this into a political position and calling it local control. You don't know that yet. Hey,
2: look, man, we can read the tea leaves I think a the, little bit here. Okay, Chris Russ, superintendent of the Toledo School District, he, he also spoke, and he said, as I listen to the arguments behind a health officer that lives in Lewis County, I hear the phrase local control. I worry that this translates into making decisions based on political perspectives rather than on public health perspectives. So that, your, your point is you're not so low in your concern. I'm saying. Th-
0: it's it's finally nice to have <laughs>
2: someone agree with me. <laughs> I just no. see that you threw Brandon Svensson on the notes, but Chris Rust uh, did not make the notes.
0: Uh, he Curious. was just the first one that popped up. Like, well, that seems odd, huh? Brandon Svensson's back on speaking terms with the uh, county commissioners, eh? That, 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 I guess as soon as that mask mandate got dropped, <laughs> he just rolled right back in there.
2: I think he's pretty much there
0: um i don't know it's it,
2: it i at least hope they hire a real doctor to ignore when public health questions pop up All i know is we are far less equipped than anyone engaged in the conversation to determine who would be best for the health officer here oh i want to agree, I agree. as someone who saw the halftime show dr dre perhaps health officer uh yeah i mean we could get some dr pepper as mm-hmm. well yeah
0: um, it just died. the exchange of Swope saying, I know two people who will apply to small Lin- town and Lindsay Pollock saying, well, do they have a master's of public health? I'm saying, no, it's like, yeah. well, like, it's like, if I came to you and I was like, Hey, fire one of your reporters, I know two that'll apply. And you're like, Oh, have they done journalism before? And I was like,
2: no. Uh, that's a <laughs> super like weird flex. I, like- I mean, we literally have two reporters with no journalism background in <laughs> uh, both of them are quite good. Are you insulting them? I'd hate to bring their names up here.
0: No, it's a it, hot. You take.
2: strike me as a bit <laughs> elitist. I can't believe like, I you. I have a journalist. selected an example that we've actually done, and yes, an example that's they're hap- very good. Reporters. An example that's happening now. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, I wouldn't put either of them in charge of a pandemic. Uh, let's well, move to the next. I'm going to leave the sour taste in your mouth. Fine. Yes. What a what an own. Speaking of sour tastes, Tanino Mayor (laughs) wants to turn human waste into fertilizing biosolids within three years.
2: There's nothing I don't love about this story.
0: This is a great story. So, within three years, Tanino Mayor Wayne Fournier, friend of the podcast, Mm -hmm. wants to install a compost system at the Tanino wastewater treatment plant that will turn human waste into fertilizer. You know what? Hell yeah, Wayne. Build that shit plant, baby. (laughs) Get it done. (laughs) Um he said they might even get to the point where who knows they maybe they'll just give free bags of fertilizer to
2: the citizens in Cincinnati if they have enough if, if they have enough shit so preface I get the biosolids it's super divisive there's a good chunk of people including I believe columnist Julie McDonald who wrote about this who mm-hmm. think that it's a public safety risk mm-hmm. and there's others that don't think it's anything it's a difference between type A and class type A B. and class B right? class A and class B biosolids but I can tell you as a former reporter has covered this stuff there's also a solid biosolids bad crowd not class A class B it's just biosolids bad some people just don't want their poop so, in a field I'm just saying and I ask you what would the pioneers do? Wayne uh, Mary Fournier was willing to come out and just be like yeah it's unpo- It's like unpopular but we gotta get past the ick factor and he delivered this absolute gem of a quote which was we need to get used to using human waste as fertilizer it needs to be done safely and we need to just accept that there's one thing that all cities produce they're shit factories we need to be able to turn that liability into an asset Hell yeah!
0: <laughs> did That's he, fantastic. Did he, did he put the emphasis on did ass he paused. <laughs> and he
1: does say we need to get over the ick factor. So I don't know. Yeah, it is a huge
2: way. municipal issue, and he's approaching it head on. It's not something you get a lot in politics, and I get that it's it's small town politics, but it's still somebody willing to be like, I'll be the guy who advocates for this. Yeah uh maybe he should apply for the open health officer position <laughs>
0: maybe he should maybe he should uh, franklin your thoughts on human waste after listening
1: to wayne i think i think he's got some ideas there you're you're for it like he said it's like farm style equipment
0: yeah it is i'm, for, mean, I'm for the idea of exploring it the city of centralia has
2: for nearly 20 years now produced uh some biosolids yeah yeah i wrote about that the first time as a young reporter when it first came on and apparently botched it very bad and i got a call and i I remember (coughs) excuse me cough here uh the wastewater director at the time called me and was just like the way you wrote that story makes it sound like we're just spreading poop all over these fields and that's not (laughs) what's happening here (laughs) it's just like that's what i walked away with You said that it's wastewater he's just like no no and he tried to explain it to me and so clearly not an expert but this is a good opportunity to point out a Liz Hill was the photographer for this. Uh, she filled in for Jared Wenzelberger this week and did a fantastic job. Like, just yeah. fantastic. But one of the photos she took for this story cracked me up. It's uh, this small... It's a picture of a boat next to the, the wastewater lagoon. And it says, the small bo- this small paddle boat is occasionally used to go out into the lagoon, usually to collect samples. And I'm like... Somebody going out occasionally, like recreationally, just kind of floating around. <laughs> <up there. laughs> should we should we drop the kayaks in here? Think they're,
0: you think they're fishing? Like, oh, I got a I got a lunker. Uh yeah. All right. Tenino go for it, man. Build that ship. just plant. Do it. Uh do you think if it's successful, Wayne will get a statue of himself outside of it? He should. Yeah. Made out of that beautiful Tenino sandstone.
1: Just Yeah. <laughs> I'd go get my picture with it. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, maybe we should bring Wayne on when it, it gets would be like a to, the uh, statue would be like the thinker, but he's on the toilet classically I, Yeah, I <laughs> at the wastewater facility. I think you nailed it yeah. right there with his shit factory quote, just mm-hmm. inscribed.
0: Yeah. Acid. <laughs> uh, oh, let's see man. our next item. We're back to the County level. Friends of skate Creek park leader speaks out in worry. County's acquisition will be detrimental. We got Bill Saran, ladies and gentlemen in the flesh. Yeah. Uh, to a Lewis County Commissioner's meeting this week to talk about Skate Creek Park, which is a 175-acre plot of land out in Packwood. There's talk that the state might transfer ownership to the county and the Friends of Skate Creek Park, which is uh, kind of a, like a loose organization, I understand. Yeah, Yeah. They are concerned the county would just plop an RV park out there when they just want it to be left alone and natural. Um yeah thoughts I I agree with him I would have the same concerns frankly
2: Yeah I mean uh, it's pretty cut and dry the way you just described it is essentially the story um they don't they, they kind of wanted to stay it as, as it is. Bill actually pointed this uh, state land out to us a few years ago, maybe like 2018, and we went and did a story. And there was even concerns then that just us doing a story that it exists is going to draw people out there, you know, mm-hmm. leave their trash behind or things like that. And Bill has uh, taken upon himself to be kind of the caretaker of the park. And uh, I think he's right to assert himself and not allow, at least without comment, people to come in to something he's been working on all this time and protecting basically. And, uh, so just having his voice there probably help. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, I, I don't have anything else to add really isabel vanderstoop reporter and uh, jared were coming back from assignment in east county and they discovered a, another state park land that's undeveloped uh i believe the tilden river it's on 508 as you're coming back the back way through morton mm-hmm. um similar situation it's state park land but it's not like developed or anything so there's we, we've talked about doing kind of a, a hidden gem story
0: yeah, yeah ruining it,
2: it for all the locals Um, yeah did they stop and look at it and somebody came out and was
0: like get the hell out of here (laughs) his bills are on (laughs) yeah (laughs) I run this park too he's the keeper of the park get your RV out of here yep Uh, next item visiting nurses thrift store in Centralia open after a hit and run yet another building in downtown Centralia has been hit by a car this seems to be happening more than normal lately thoughts and what is Stacy Denham our friend going to do about it uh, it doesn't really seem like more lately. Uh,
2: it's kind of happens. How many all the can time. you remember
0: before that? Uh, just the one that hit the hubbub.
2: No, I can remember others. The Chronicle the... almost got hit a couple months ago. Well, there's one I know was you said downtown. You? But... They hit the
0: tree
1: right out front. Yeah, it was working. Hit it was the terrifying. tree right out
2: front. That's not a building. It's, it could it, have, have been. Could have been. If that tree saved our lives, all of our lives, this yeah. building would have come down like dominoes. It may have. There was the convenience store up on Harrison that got hit. Yeah, this is, see,
0: we're naming like a lot of them. Why do people hit so many buildings? It's it's kind of more of like a steady rhythm. Yeah, that's true, I suppose. Um, Franklin has stepped out to take an important call. I can only imagine what would be so important that it would draw Franklin away from this podcast. Yeah. Do you want to speculate? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. (laughs) Uh, Next item, (laughs) Shayla School District creates... But he's back, he's back. He's back, Franklin's he's back. 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 He's back. Who called, Franklin?
1: Wife had an emergency with the child. Wow, you solved it that, that quickly, huh? That quickly. Hey, diaper bag's in the back of my truck, my bad. <laughs> we heard him say,
0: deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. Take that kid out to a field and get the biosolids going. <laughs> uh, our next news item, Shahila School District creates a Director of Student Achievement Position. Uh, folks, as the parent of a high achieving student in the Shahala school district, oh, this is fantastic news. What a
2: brag. As Classic a Centralia
0: brag. man, this is the most bougie thing I can imagine, <laughs> but I hope they can at least kill two birds with one stone and get the new director to also coach the polo
2: team. Mm-hmm. hmm Thoughts? You, sounds like a very jealous Centralia man who is torn because of his Shehala son. I, <laughs>
0: constantly <laughs> torn, yes. Constantly torn. <laughs> (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's an interesting position.
2: I'm sure it'll be good. No, I think it'd be great. The student achievement initiative over there has been like wildly successful. I don't think you'll find a single person that's just like, this is a waste of time and effort. Like when you can look at when it started, you know, uh, what, seven, eight years ago and Mm. maybe even 10, I don't know. It could have been well before that. Um, Look at where it started, where the Burt group came in and took a look at things. And we're like, you can do A, B, C, D and they do all of them. Graduation rates go up. But not only that, but looking at how people are doing after graduation like trying to get them to be successful i think it's fantastic and it's like a you know it's like a best practices type thing for many state and i think even national education organizations so we're gonna have a series of stories on it at some point just looking at the the big picture and uh i think it makes sense okay uh franklin
0: were you part of the uh student achievement push in chalice you were in high school like three years ago Back in seventeen, mm-hmm. so I was not. I was not
1: there. Uh, I was not the cup of tea. I could have <laughs> definitely been a better student, Oops. and I know I could have been. And here you are today. Here I am now. Looking back on this, I think this is an awesome position.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it could have helped me. Looking back on this, it yes. could have helped. Things, things would have been different for Frank. Things would have been different. If have, you I, had this. have I had this? Yeah. Yeah, you could be president. It would have been um, better. All right, we'll be back in just a minute after this word from our sponsor.
1: Hi, this is Jacek from Summit Funding. Here's what a recent client is saying about us. Hi, this is Chad Taylor. Have you been thinking about purchasing or refinancing your current home? The team at Summit Funding is the best in class. Looking for a conventional FHA, VA, USDA, jumbo, or even a reverse mortgage? Trust the team at Summit Funding. Coralie and I did, and we couldn't be happier. Thank you to all of our past clients. If you have any questions, give us a call at 360-330-4037.
0: All right, we're back, and it's time for our segments. First, we're going to hit Tales from the Takes page, a.k.a. the opinion section. And our first column this week is from Julie McDonald. She talks about a state tournament and the death of a Democratic icon. Uh, She wrote about gas prices and her trip across the pass to a state basketball tournament for grade school kids. I think it was in probably Yakima. Spokane. Um, They go all the way to Spokane? Mm -hmm. I'll be damned. What a drive. Yeah. Uh, right. Anyway. I'm glad you read the first sentence. I read most of it. I just couldn't remember where they went. Mm-hmm. I was confused because it was like a state basketball tournament. I was like, that was two weeks ago. And it was for grade school kids. A little different. First sentence again. Well... Maybe you should take the maybe you should drive for a while no it's fine uh it's the first column about gas prices that hasn't mentioned uh Biden's plot against America, so that was nice to see and she had a little levity in comparing us paying a few bucks more per Philip with dodging missiles in Ukraine, so I enjoyed it yeah, yeah, it was fine it was uh yeah, it was you know nice nice little column
2: i uh on that Biden point though I agree with you because you can look at gas prices across the world and they're all quite high. Um, but I I would appreciate like Biden just trotting out like look it's tough out there for all countries yeah yeah exactly (laughs) Uh, and then Brian
0: Mickey had a column cheers to the enterprising moms of Kidding Around Mitke takes a closer look at Naomi Snell and Mackenzie McGee and the exciting activities they're organizing around town to keep kids and their parents intrigued their first event of the year is coming up March twenty sixth. It's a fun run, walk, or roll at
2: Fort, Bor- Fort Borst Park this Saturday. This Saturday, are you going to go? Uh, I don't know. I think we'll at the very least cover the event. It sounds like it's going to be. Just I met rife you with personally. You're going to take your children. I could. My my kid legit has like fifteen different superhero costumes he, he could choose from. So there you and go. And they're
1: pretty. They're pretty articulate oh some are he wasn't iron man he was tony stark while he was turning into iron man yeah i mean that's a
2: hell of a costume he he likes to mix it up so that's all i have okay i would love it though if there was a kid there running and they were dressed up as bane and they were using Uh bane quotes to the fellow kids (laughs) as they ran (laughs) or rolled like they finished last and he just looks at the other kids and This gives you power over (laughs) me? If I had a cup, that would have been better. Ah, victory has (laughs) defeated you. And then they break
0: their back. Weird kids. They've also got an Earth Day thing coming up on April 23rd. And a kid's art market in May. And a summer movie picnic in June. And some more stuff. Uh, Nice stuff from Mitke. We also have a letter to the editor. With the theme about how we actually do have to listen to the white supremacists. Um, you know this is your letter do you want to do you want to talk about it or do you want me to rant about how it's the worst
2: well the last year? letter the previous letter to this was um, from a, a Mossy Rock gal and she wrote in and just said anytime the white supremacists show up we should run them out of town shout them down and I happen to agree with that letter writer that's my personal opinion I, I'm all for free speech but not without consequences so mm-hmm. say whatever you want but everyone else can do the exact same thing and since most people aren't horrible awful racist they, they can just shout you down and tell you to leave um, and this gentleman's letter was basically his opinion which is we welcome on the opinion page I'll never browbeat a letter writer yep. was uh, just yes Joe Kent should have responded differently yes white supremacists are awful um but we shouldn't run anyone out let them talk and let there be discourse and then he equated it which i know makes a lot of people uncomfortable with black lives matter and saying the same thing applies there so i don't know i get how you could walk away with a negative opinion on that take um at the same time um i think there's a lot of people that share his opinion um but i am glad that both agreed that the they're awful people. Joe Kent should have had a better answer than I think. The quote was, "Yeah." As far as the mm-hmm. the um, demographic replacement theory goes, um, like so. Isn't that short I don't know. In,
0: like Newsweek this week too. Yeah, it did it yeah, was it in did.
2: Newsweek as well. Mm. Yeah, they wow. they jumped on that. But I get what you're coming from. I don't uh, I don't completely disagree with you. Uh yeah. I'm gonna cut off my. Go ahead. Thoughts no, this go ahead no. no, no it's I don't fine. think I. It's... There's another uh, opinion piece that's out in the, it's actually in the Nisqually Valley News. I'll probably run it at some point. It's Don Brunel, and it's uh, a classic uh, check against your yes or no. uh, When there's the question, when the headline is a question mark, the answer is always no. His headline is, will we cede Alaska back to Russia? No. (laughs) <laughs> no, yeah. It's, it's like, why would you ask that question? Wait, it's what? only 56 miles away, I think. So you never know. Uh, Putin's been pretty shady lately. What, so, what, what
0: tell me more was Don Bernal's thesis just like what if we gave Russia no,
2: Alaska there's news to back it there was a lawmaker in Russia who suggested that because of the economic repar economic it? sanctions that were Ted Cruz levying a Russian Ted Cruz if you will <laughs> I think <laughs> Ted Cruz is pretty close himself uh yeah he suggested that they deserved reparations for our economic sanctions that were and he was like we should take back Alaska and so he just He just used that as a bouncing point and was like, it's, it's not going to happen, but he gave a little history on it and things like that. So what a killer deal we got for Alaska too, by the way. Yeah. It's the best deal. still pretty proud of that.
0: Right up there with the Louisiana purchase.
2: $7.2 million. Did the handshake go down at Frosty's? It worked out. (laughs) Yes. It worked out to something like two cents an acre. It's a pretty good deal.
0: Yeah. I'd buy that. Yeah. Uh, All right. People's champion of the week. I have one listed on here. You two are welcome to chime in with your ideas. Oh, I've already get shown my hand. Washington State Fair <laughs> CEO, Kent Hojem, a
2: Chehalis native, is retiring this year. Uh, uh, yeah. First shout out to Pete Castor, our co-host from last week. He granted me permission to run the photograph as this is a... How nice of Puyallup him. Puyallup Herald slash Newsqually, uh, not Newsqually, uh, News Tribune story. And uh, yeah. It was good. He can be your People's Champion of the Week, and I don't disrespect him, but Wayne Fournier piled all of the world's shit on his shoulders this week and proudly <laughs> carried it for all of us, and I, he's my People's Champion of the Week.
0: Uh, Wayne's good. Uh, Kent is indeed the son of former Lewis
2: County Commission candidate Lyle Hojum. I didn't know that. I knew there was a relation for sure, but yeah. I didn't know he was his son. That's That's very cool. What a mm. career, though. Yeah, what a run he's at up there. Um, I was surprised that, at least in this story, they didn't mention his work at the Southwest Washington Fair. I wonder if he ever worked there. I know he worked at the Thurston County Fair, according to the story. And was motivated by a friend's father, I believe, that worked at the Southwest Washington Fair. I imagine that'd be a really fun job. I know it'd be stressful and not like easy work and all cotton candy and carnies, but, you know. Working Working at the fair? Yeah, working at the fair. Seems like that'd be fun. Like basically, you work all year to throw off this big party for everybody. Everybody comes and has an awesome time. They leave, and you're like, "Ah oh, man, everybody had an awesome time. Let's do it again next year." I don't um, know. Like if you had you to spend all year thing, yeah. working on one special section.
0: Would you be like, oh, if it's a sweet, if it's a banger, yeah, it's not a banger, not always, <laughs> not for
2: everyone, not for, not everyone has a good time, Eric. You're saying that every edition of the Chronicle hasn't been a banger? <laughs> They're all all bangers. <laughs> um, that's not true, and you know
0: it. There's some, there's been some sick Tuesday editions. <laughs> there's been some real uh, news dumps out there. Some real print. <laughs> it's the original news dump. <laughs> uh, Sirens banger of the week is the scratch ticket bandit. a large white man walked into a gas station on Harrison Avenue and asked to purchase a bunch of scratch tickets and then when the clerk put them on the counter he grabbed them and ran away (laughs) I don't know why this is so funny to me but like what a what a heist! Do you think Do you think he won anything? Or do he, think he, he got in the car and he's like, "God, I got him good!"
2: Yeah, if you win cr- nothing, it's a completely worthless crime. I yeah, mean, you put yourself at risk for nothing. Maybe he's just a pure thrill seeker. Like he just he had a fat stack in his wallet, but he was like, oh, "I just got to snatch these." It's like a different kind of gambling. I guess. It's a thrill. Like, I
0: hope if he gets caught, that the police tell us how much the tickets were worth.
2: Or if he goes back to the same gas station to try to, to
0: cash the man, man, like, oh yeah, hello, good sir. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> Believe you owe me seven dollars for these tickets. I definitely didn't steal.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's not all that funny because it's crime, but uh, yeah, some yeah. pickings, I guess. Yeah, it wasn't a great week for crime, which is good. Uh,
0: crime's down. Yeah, crime's down. Shout out to our previous guest, Stacy Denham. He mm-hmm. did it. Uh, Facebook comments of the week. This one came on a story about a group touring the Chehalis Basin looking at, I don't know, flooding and stuff. And the comment was, I thought the alternative to dam was dang. Get it? You know what? Get that's it? the type of, yeah. of
2: commenting I really enjoy. Yeah, that's pretty good. Low effort, you know, but they thought of something they found clever in their... Just, head, you know, uh, I'm going to share this where's with people. The, is it... Uh, that's not it. A... No, I think that's more appropriate than that. Actually,
0: wow' Whoa, whoa, That's pretty wah. good. I was going to try to do that with... Yeah, yes. there, there you go. Uh, you need post- to learn those buttons. Making fools of us. <laughs> on a post about daylight savings time, get ready. Buckle up, boys. Uh, comment they tried to have daylight savings time over the winter of 1973-74 as there was a drought caused electricity drought. shortage that was drought drought caused electricity they've spelled a bunch of words <laughs> does <wrong>. it matter <laughs> they're making a legitimate historical point it was found to be a safety issue for kids going to school in the dark do you know how many kids got run over that winter probably a lot that's several
2: it's not like a unique joke another <laughs> like we had a letter about this I believe from Dave Fenn who you're probably familiar with mm-hmm. out, out there I think it was Dave Fenn anyways um, saying the same thing he actually advocated to call your house member and, vote, and ask them to vote it down and then vote in the other time as the permanent time So not you change know the,
0: okay well the next comment is daylight savings time is not actual time it is a changed <laughs> time why is it healthier to have daylight when you get home and then somebody responded to that and said, nothing is actual time. Humans made it up. And, man, so
2: there's a lot of blown
0: minds out just, there.
2: Geez, whoa. I remember when I smoked pot for the first time. Burning down some jays talking about time. Oh, yeah. Look, man. I'm there for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then on the Tenino Biosolid story, you can imagine the commenters were, were all fired up about this. They had some fun. Uh, one comment the simple solution is that people just need to stop producing biosolids or maybe we should go back to the days of the outhouse the waste would be contained on your land just just stop pooping i will solve it <laughs> <laughs> um, and then have you ever lived next to fields fertilized with biosolids if you live out way out in the middle of nowhere with zero neighbors for miles and go for it if not then no way and i would like to point out that this commenter wants to infringe on my freedom <laughs> to poop on his land
2: and no to spread poop on my own land yeah. they don't like it maybe they should move yeah that's pretty rough i mean it reminds me of the dennis hadler story the late dennis hadler we we, we he our hero of the week from a few months ago um, when he was asked by bob gunther to come out and smell the situation at a biosolids thing and he stepped right out of his car and started puking in the ditch
0: <laughs> it was just like i'm mean, gonna do a, something about this he was he was <laughs> honest
2: about it <laughs> yeah so yeah. i don't think i would enjoy it i kind of get annoyed when my like neighbor has a burn pile and makes the whole neighborhood smell like smoke for like 30 minutes like i don't know how i would do if it was biosolids um i have news for you
0: guys oh, breaking boy. heidi st john is having a meet and greet across the street <laughs> oh, good, <laughs> do good you guys want you guys want to go uh where at uh it's across the street from a office Across the street. Okay, so the Lewis and Clark Clark Hotel. Hotel? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, so if you're listening, it's too late. Did you Um, just get one of those automatic texts on your phone? uh, No, it's a message from Chad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Okay. Uh, I just want you to know. Where did the
2: automatic text come from? Uh, He gets them for Joe Kent,
0: like somehow, right? I get them from a lot of candidates, Yeah. but but only when I get one from Joe Kent do I respond with an expletive.
2: Yeah, well... (laughs) understandable from you um, um, the, only from me i, I would not get any I, I wouldn't expect any less it's from like him. people don't know my vote they know i can't be bought by I've, I've i've had the same cell phone number for 20 years yeah well, I, so I didn't pay my bill it. a lot in my teens and 20s yeah
0: uh what's in the next edition of the chronicle which will be coming out on thursday
2: boom, boom, boom. Oh, uh, what Sorry. will be coming out? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. Why I asked for that. Uh, we should have an update on the um, officers who were fired. Not an update, really, more of a deep dive into the. I think we talked about it a week or a couple weeks ago. There's like 500 to a thousand pages worth of documentation. So Emily Fitzgerald is working on that, and I think it'll have more of a specific focus on Officer Reynolds, who is not new to this situation. Mm-hmm. Completely. Anyways, um, we've got we've got some honor rolls, Napa middle middle school and high Hell school yeah. toledo high school i'm looking at you we're gonna have some names in there that's gonna be in there um lots of good stuff it's gonna be a solid paper and then obviously a story about uh, spring being here so <laughs> oh, thank God. I would have never noticed if you... <laughs> well, Liz Hill, who I mentioned earlier, has gotten some great spring photos of flowers, uh, cats. Nice. There's, like, uh, dogs. All sorts of photos she went out and got today. So look forward
0: to that. I like how when you said cats, you leaned over to look at Franklin.
2: I, yeah, I feel like you're more of a cat guy. <laughs> I'm a dog guy. Well, I'm a dog guy, too. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I misread uh, you there.
0: Thursday's edition will also have the spring sports baseball softball preview. Section. Oh, yeah. I well who's designing that this year i just they're putting their best man on it mm. yeah he's are you still pulling on uh graphics from the 90s uh yeah i am i'm gonna <laughs> do some like some gradient swishes across the across the page hey, and, that's what yes. i used to do
2: um yeah i'm gonna and you reminded me i haven't done enough them. gradients in a while i need to work on that throw
0: some just faded across fade the page yeah yeah love that maybe some some slammer headlines yeah i haven't had any slammers in a while maybe one of my
2: classic 11 deckers <laughs> 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 you got to feel you got to fill that rail on the front page man
0: yeah i know but you got to find a better way than just no, we'll I just don't. Keep hitting Control Plus on the. I've pulled the readers, and they like it. <laughs> like more decks on the headline. <laughs>
2: they were asking if we could figure out how to do it online. I want to read this headline <laughs>
0: eleven pieces in a row. I want to scroll three times before I get to the story.
1: <laughs> this again. is a yeah.
2: print-only thing. I mean, I think the dedicated print readers should take a look. Front page, left side. We always have to fill the rail. We call it the rail. It's the far you can left throw that column rail on the right side too. And it's because you have the ma- you can't because yeah, you have you, can. you have the mail spot where we reserve. So that has to be the rail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not a wizard, Aaron. I, <laughs> <laughs> I can't figure out something different than that. I mean, there's ways around it. Do we want to dovetail into a discussion on who the greatest and speediest designer in chronicle history God, is? We're already
0: forty minutes in. We might as well look at <laughs> the full
2: hour. No, that's fine. Um, uh, beat Shakeup? I could for the dedicated follower. Yeah, you got some you got some big moves, right? Yeah, the Chronicle uh, newsroom met up today. It happens every once in a while and we decided to reassign some beats so Isabel Vanderstoop is now going to be on the Lewis County beat which means covering the county commissioners oh yeah she deserves that oh yeah, yeah. she is a fantastic reporter um, yeah I could talk about how great she is for a long time also Dan uh, Warren he's going to stay on the city beat no change there so he'll be coming covering Centralia and Chehalis um, and then our newest reporter Matthew Zilstra, another uh, WF West graduate Chehalis guy um, is going to to cover the legislature for us along with features and general assignment so okay emily and fitzgerald she re- remains police and uh education which there's a lot of crossover there we discussed that today uh, franklin what do you be covering
1: oh man i wish it was something a lot a lot more fun than taking out the garbage i'll and give you changing
2: a, the light bulbs i'll so. give you a beat man and if you want one what would you give me it'd to be like a micro beat like i give you like something uh, i could have time for 13th to 15th street in shales like if anything happens you think i can handle it I don't know. You yeah, know I what? Give him some business features.
1: Start me on market. I like
2: it. Give <laughs> market me market reporter. street. Oh, I so... thought you meant market, re- the market reporter. Uh, I could give you actually, market street.
1: Actually, I could see, I could see me doing it when the farmer's market comes to town.
2: <laughs> that's the Just only thing the you go down there you're I, like wow I, farmers i cover the
1: farmer's market
2: <laughs> you get a call at like 2 a.m a week from now and like franklin it's uh there's been a shooting on market street <laughs> like uh <laughs> i need you to get out of bed and <laughs> go check
0: this out <laughs> franklin files a story the suspect allegedly had a gun <laughs> uh i think we're gonna wrap it up there we will be back next week to talk about i don't know whatever happens Uh, but yeah go on iTunes and give us a rating or review we haven't had any reviews in a while I thought we'd at least get a couple of uh, hate reviews after you know recent events but here we are tell us we suck whatever man send more postcards please yeah send Schwartz a postcard I'd love it with a picture of a donkey on it or something and let me
1: get some of this hate mail
0: yeah send Franklin some hate mail send me some hate mail it's not hate mail to disagree or not think we're competent it's an opinion to me it's fan mail (laughs) yeah send Franklin some fan mail I'll hang it um, on my fridge my kid can't read ra- it'll, ra- it'll, well, it'll, it'll, it it'll, it'll be on the freezer let's not uh, <laughs> it's a short joke uh, I think that's all for this week